Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Nick. You can find us at hypercleanstore.com or go check us out on the Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook. Today, I'm going to talk about some PPF stuff, and I'm also going to take a little victory lap because some news broke yesterday that Ford Motor Company is enlightening people on some patents they have filed in their electric car division. If you didn't catch the episode last Saturday, go check it out. But I'll say this, we had this pegged to the T. So here's the patent that they filed. They are going to file a patent to have something on your car, AKA some type of software module, that if you miss a car payment, they can shut off your AC. They can have your car make a endless beeping sound. And according to Ford, it's pretty annoying. So here's the interesting thing. I am not anti-EV. I've said it a million times. I actually enjoy driving them around. But it's amazing to me how everybody's just looking to the side while they know people aren't making money in the EV space and just think they're going to accept it. One of the biggest problems when you're financing cars is what? Repossession. So here's the other part of the patent that's filed. This module will allow an autonomous car to go to a safer place to go ahead and have us picked up for repossession. It's amazing how quickly after that earnings call where the CEO opened his mouth that we found this patent being filed. Again, you have to look deep inside the internet. This isn't that out there at this point. Haven't seen a bunch of car magazines pick this up. Maybe they will today at some point. But this is the point of what I was saying, which is these companies are going to use software to their advantage and to your disadvantage as a customer. That's what that's what the business world that they're in. Car companies have never made things easy on the consumer. And now all of a sudden, the electric car is going to fix 100 years worth of problems. It's not going to happen. But for Ford to, to now have this patent come out that this is what you're trying to do, look, guys, you don't have to guess anymore. There's no guessing about what these car companies are going to do with electric cars. Once you take the engine out of them, the software becomes the most important piece, right? Because once they have their battery technology, they'll they'll slowly improve it over time. But once they have the skateboard that everything rides on, which is how they discuss it, you're going to be in a position where you kind of look around and you go, what are we going to do now? Well, we're going to monetize software. We're going to use software to get our cars back for people who have late paid. I mean, they're talking about this patent. They can lock your doors. They can disable your keys. They can do anything they want if this patent is accepted. And I love Ford's response to this. We file a lot of patents. Doesn't mean we're going to do it. Yeah, I think you're probably going to do this one if you're allowed. Now, you'll have a legal fight over some privacy issues, blah, 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 blah. But while all that fighting is going on, they're still locking you out of your car. And one thing people have not talked about yet, I think on a high enough level, let me let me adjust the wording on that, is what are you going to do when the cloud service goes down on these cars? Because all this stuff, you know, Google's cloud or Amazon's cloud or Microsoft's cloud is hosting all of this car technology, you know, on their cloud services. 
we run an e-commerce website here at HyperClean. If if the cloud that hosts our website, if that center is affected, wherever that's being hosted across the cloud, our website goes down. We've had our well website malfunction before. It's just the nature of the business of having a website. What do you think is going to happen when the cloud goes down on massive areas where car information is stored? Or, and this is the big thing I'm talking about, all the functionality of the car is handled through a web service type of system. So you host it at Google Web Services. The car all of a sudden is disconnected from it because that that area is down in the company. You and your wife are out to dinner with your kids, and you can't get inside your Mach-E. You can't get inside your Tesla. You can't get inside your Challenger. You can't get inside of whatever electric car, Hummer, because somebody or you know the power went down or there's been a massive malware attack, whatever the case may be. We just don't talk about it because it, we haven't adopted electric cars massively enough, but let me tell you what's coming. This patent proves, and there's many other patents like this, this patent proves exactly what they're going to do. They are going to be out of traditional auto manufacturing because it's not going to be needed. This is going to be a bolt-on type of project with car building. And now they got to find things for people to do. They got to find revenue sources. Remember, when you start taking out of the, the, the coffers of all those lucrative aftermarket parts, alternators, those types of things, you're going to have to recoup the money. Ford, Chevy, Dot, these people aren't in business to lose money, man. So th this is all going to be easy, simple, and, and people are just going to go crazy. And this is a funny thing about electric cars. So we had a Tesla Model S Plaid that sat in a body shop for six months here, probably about a year ago. People can blame it on the pandemic, but this has kind of been happening with Tesla for a lot of years waiting on a clip for the bumper to be reinstalled properly. And I don't think people really have started to put two and two together that your electric car goes down and let's say it's something with your battery or some body panel that they're back ordered on, or let's just say something happens to your computer system. There is nobody to have this stuff fixed. That's what you have to get across to clients asking about electric cars. It's not to not buy them. Look, if you're not reliant on the car and the car's just, you know, maybe you have a stay-at-home mom or dad or whatever uh, in your family, you're the one that goes out and works, your car needs to be gassed, that electric car is not life and death for your family, you know, I, I think it's a great thing. We're, we would love to add one to my family because we don't, we, we have uh, people in my household that just don't need to drive that much. So I think this is probably the most interesting conversation in the car world right now. And with this patent being filed, I had to look around and go, yeah, man, I don't think people understand that this stuff isn't going to go the way you think and, and get back to the computers and stuff. You know, we had a Porsche fry, which I, I Porsche Taycan fry right out of the gate. First one delivered in Vegas. They just started booting people off the allocation. Hey, we'll just give you this person's car and this per they had no way to fix it. We are going to get to a place that if this gets into large adoption, which I don't think it's going to get massive in the next, you know, two to three years, 
But if we get into mass adoption, people are going to realize you can't go to your local mechanic. You can't go to your local place and have it looked at. There's going to be nobody to look at it, including the dealerships. Dealerships don't know what they're doing on these electric cars. And they're, and they're not really invested in it either because it's not financially sound for them to invest in it. So it's going to be interesting to watch that stuff play out. But thought that patent was pretty interesting. So on the auto detailing side of things, there was a great question asked in the HyperClean Specialist Group about helping with rubber and tar and stuff from track days. So I wanted to address something because it came up in this post is that that car he was discussing had a track package PPF on it. Of course, somebody probably thinks, oh, the one that I bought has ceramic coating infused in my PPF, right? You heard those people. Expel makes it, Suntech makes it, Lumar makes it. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry company, this is not picking on any single one. Uh, I don't think that's necessary. But here's my opinion on it. Ceramic coating being infused into PPF, let's talk about the realities of PPF. So PPF has always had a top coat on top of the film. It has to. So number one, I'm a little bit leery and always have been of, okay, so now the top coat, what, has your ceramic coating in the top coat along with the top coat is making the top coat better. Is it on top of the top coat? And now you get into this gray area where you never really get a great explanation. So number one, that's why it's always been a red flag to me. You can talk to the best expel rep in the universe. And I know that guy pretty well. And I can tell you, he doesn't really have the answer because it's a real big gray area. So here's my experience with this stuff. I've experienced all of them. If you're talking specifically about daily drivers or track, you know, heavy track drivers, those types of things, PPF with ceramic coating is not sufficient to help you clean up cars. So when I've tested these products, one of the things I notice is if you go back a week later to check your work and maybe give it some water behavior test, it's going to look pretty ceramic coated. But here's the ironic, ironic thing, excuse me. That's how it's always looked. No film just ran flat with water. It always beat it up. Why? There's a top coat there. There was a top coat there seven years ago. There was a top coat there 10 years ago. There's always been a top coat on, on PPF. Otherwise, it would basically just, as soon as you drove it down a dirt road, it'd be completely dirty forever. You'd never be able to wash it. So there's always been a top coat. One of the weird parts to me is, that very quickly of a daily driver or, or a track car, you will see that water behavior change pretty rapidly. And I mean, within a month, two months, three months, there is no chance that I'm trusting those companies, not because I think they're lying about it. I think the technology isn't there to the level it needs to be to actually put a top coat on, then do a second application or a third application of the actual ceramic coating. Okay. I think infused is the key word there. I don't trust it, okay? And I don't trust it because of my testing on it. So we put it on a couple track cars because I deal with some track people out at the racetrack here. It doesn't wear well, okay, without ceramic coating. And I'll tell you what ceramic coating should look like, as many of you know. When you put it on PPF and you lay it on extremely thick, and now this is the important part, vinyl. He and PPF 
you need to lay the coating on extremely thick. Why? Because we're trying to really fill a very porous surface with a lot of product. We want that product to build up down in those pores and actually almost seep out the top of the pores and we'll remove the excess, so to speak. So I think one of the most important things here is I've never found it to last. And then here's what I really have noticed. When we took a product like Uno, Dose, or Trey, and we put it on those low, lower rocker panels on track cars, what we found out is magically the rubber came off easier. The tar from the track came off easier. It didn't come off easy until we uh, applied those things. So we took a car and we put it out on the track, and we had to get pretty aggressive to get some of this tar off. This is, you know, one to two weeks into the track season. I'm like, hey, you know what? No big deal. Must just be, you know, fresh tar. Must be this. Must be a random thing. Okay, whatever. By the third or fourth time, I said, hey, you need to get this back in my shop. We need to get it coated. So just for the testing purposes, we took dose, put it all over the lower panels, didn't coat the rest of the car. And magically, the next three to six months, there was really no problem in removing the tar and the burnt rubber and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm not saying it was perfect. You know, sometimes you'll have more stubborn things, but 95 to 99% of the stuff was easily handed, handled. So I called the film company and I said, Hey, you guys are supposed to be the track professionals. This is what we're experiencing on your coded stuff. There's no answer. You know why there's no answer? Because they know it's not real. I'm not mad at them for that. I didn't lose my temper because of it. I just knew, hey, if I have a track car, this is going to have to be included in the price of doing it properly. And I'd say the same for a daily driver. You get a white, you know, let's call it a white Toyota 4Runner, where you have a porous oxidized paint system or easily oxidized paint system underneath the film. You know film can really start to turn ugly if you let dirt get embedded into the film and somebody doesn't take care of it. That's a perfect candidate to just add a, a massively thick layer of coating on top of the PPF. But this is one of the weird things we've gotten into. It's just like when I talk about wheel cleaning and everybody wants these all-in-one products. And, and look, we have something that works all-in-one, TRX. But when people ask me about cleaning wheels and you have steel brakes and there's a reasonable amount of dirt on there, okay, I may do a pre- uh, spray with TRX to get some of the dirt off the rim. There's an argument for that, but I'm hitting it with Fuego, man. I want, if I'm going to spend the time on the rim, I'm going to spend time on the rim. I'm not trying to, to stretch everything to the limit, right? Like here's PPF. That's well manufactured. It's got a good top coat. You know what? Let's just tell them there's ceramic coating in it. We'll do it all in one shot. Well, I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for the real performance that my customer needs and that I expect. And, and I think there's so many people that are trying to find a shortcut. It doesn't matter if it's auto detailing, if it's PPF, it's this. And the extra step takes five seconds. You know how easily any of you could coat an entire car protected in PPF with a product like Uno, Dose, or Trey? I mean, it's just not that much time to do it properly. I don't care what the manufacturer told you. Do your own testing. You'll see the water go flat pretty quick. 
if something's infused with ceramic coating and it doesn't make it a year, I can tell you it wasn't really infused with very much ceramic coating because you have all of these protective layers of PPF and ceramic coating that they applied through the manufacturing process still can't last. So we get into this weird space and, and this is, I have a lot of guys like trying to figure out what they want to do next steps in their business. And a lot of people think PPF is their move. And I think that's great, but don't go into PPF with the, with the detailer mindset of I'm trying to get everything all in one. Now I've had plenty of McLarens or Corvettes that aren't going to be driven very much that, you know, the customer really didn't need a ceramic coating added to the PPF because they wouldn't have needed it without the word ceramic coating on the PPF. The top coat's enough for them. Maybe they're going to drive it once a week. They're going to keep it a year. So best case scenario, they drive it 50 times. It's in the garage. And, and, and by the way, it's always detailed. So we're putting things like slick or spray coat on top of it. There's an argument for that. But as soon as you start talking about daily drivers where people really want their daily driver to look that next level all the time. I got to tell you, man, I'm going to slap a ceramic coating on it. If it fits that person, we're specifically talking about a track car here, but again, go back to the white forerunner. I've seen some film do some really, 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 really crazy things on white Toyota paint. I I've just seen the PPF do weird things. And so this is where we get into the world of, do I believe there's some type of ceramic technology in the top coat of these films? I'm sure that there are. It's just not to the standard of anybody that, that I would consider an elite detailer or a company trying to do the right thing. And I've tried them all before you guys get crazy. Expel, SunTech, Lumar, you name it. I've tried them. I've put them on track cars. I've put them on daily drivers. I did see the biggest manufacturer of film just to kind of go off course and finish up the episode. So there was an SVJ, uh, Lamborghini SVJ. I may tell this story, you know, when I, when I get more of the story and see the car again, but it had the quote unquote top PPF on it. I'm telling you, there was so much orange peel in that PPF. It looked like a kaleidoscope. I couldn't believe it. Know where he did it. Okay, reputable shop. It wasn't the install. So one of two things happened here. Either they didn't put in the right PPF. I don't think that by looking at it. But for those of you out there that know what I'm talking about, there seems to be an orange peel issue with a certain manufacturer out there that people think is elite. I, I don't know how people are letting it go out of their shop because it looks horrific. And when I went and looked at this SVJ, we had some graphics issues and we had some other things pop up on this thing that might be Lambo's fault. And uh, I may share that next week if I, if I get to look at the car again and go through it a little bit more. But again, guys, the reason I say this about PPF is not because there's, there's some times where you just don't need to code it. But when you're in these circumstances where somebody wants to keep their car looking nice for an extended period of time and they're choosing to get film, the extra five to 10 minutes to put a ceramic coating on is not worth me damaging my reputation because, you know, Expel or SunTech or Lumar told me while we infused it with ceramic coating, it just doesn't last. It doesn't really work. Uh, it just acts like a normal top coat. And under any normal top coat, before they slapped the word ceramic coating infused, we were all coating the top of the film. 
So I suggest you go that way and just protect yourself. I think you'll get some better results anyway. Guys, thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you next week.